The Pat Riley Show. <laughs> show at last and I can't get the sack from this one. <laughs> what are you doing, Clive? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, the Pat Riley show? Yeah. It's the Pat and Clive show. I thought I was just borrowing your microphone, Clive. I borrowed, I lent the microphone from the library. I put a £20 deposit, man. Oh. Well, we just, just, uh, it's the Pat and Clive show. I've got loads of ideas. I've had lots of ideas too, Clive. Everyone wants to hear stories about me visiting celebrities' houses at night when they're asleep mm. and tap dancing to TV theme tunes. Pat, man, you can't dance. You're rubbish. But that's my orthopaedic shoes, Clive. Yeah, but the thing is, Pat, it's a podcast. Nobody will be able to see you dance, man. And anyway, I've got ideas. Sister Bernadette's coming in. She's doing flower ranging and a weekly recipe. Clive, this is a podcast, not fucking songs of praise. Oh, that is just rude. What would Jesus do? Switch off, Clive. I can't believe you're swearing already in one minute 18 into the podcast. I can now, Clive, because it's my own show. Right, well, what about all the stuff I've done already? Like what? I arranged the minibus for Dame Vera Lynn. Mm. She's our special guest this week. Hang on. What do you mean special guest? We're supposed to have Dean Gaffney. Oh, Patman, how many times do I have to go through this? There's a restraining order out on you. You can't contact in any way, shape or form Mr Dean Gaffney. You can't ring him. You can't throw stones on his bedroom window. You can't do anything. He's not going to come on the show, man. Well, that ruins the next bit then, Clive. Well, you, you, we're going to have to play it anyway because we've done it now. We've got to fill up the space. Anyway, the listeners won't know. Oh, here's, here's me trying to book a, a table at a restaurant for me and Dean Gaffney. Mm, enjoy. Hello, Hi, it's Pat here. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Who is speaking? It's Pat. Who's this? Hello? Hello. Um, can I speak to the manager, please? Yeah, my mate. Hello, Andre speaking. Hello, Andre. It's Pat here. How are you? Who? Pat. 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 How are you? I'm good. Oh, good. I don't know you. Who is it? Oh, don't worry. No. I'm a brand new customer uh, and I'm very excited because we're, we're going to celebrate a surprise engagement party and I'd like to book a table tonight, please, for ten minutes past eight. You want to book a table tonight? Yes, please. It's very special. My other half, Dean Gaffney and I, who's on the telly, we're getting engaged. He doesn't know. Um, is there is there like a, a candelabra? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I'll st- I've got a list of things here. I'll just strike off. Do you do silver service? We do still refer to this at 8 o'clock. After 8 o'clock? Oh, amazing. Have you got a wine and champagne menu? No, this is KFC. 
Oh, good, we can bring our own. Will there be any, like, on tape? It's not allowed to drink alcohol here. Okay, well, we'll, we'll hide it in our pants. Do you have any table entertainment? No, we don't have. Do you not have a violinist or, or a mariachi band? No, we don't have. Okay, listen. This is KFC, just a fast food restaurant. As a surprise for Dean, is there any way that we could put, like, the engagement ring in your crispy bucket? <laughs> I was wondering if I could. I was wondering if I could stick my engagement ring in your crispy bucket. <laughs> of course you can. You can do everything. Really? Yeah. You're amazing. What's your name? My name is Andre. Andre, Andre, I love you. Bye. I love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. That's a dream that's never going to happen, is it, Clive? No, I'm afraid not, Pat. Who am I going to spend my time chasing now? There's plenty of other fish in the sea, you know. I was thinking about Andy Peters. Oh, he's a big lad, isn't he? Mm. No, I mean he's a big lad. Mm. Who's that? Oh, God, who's that? Oh, it's the sunshine coach with Dame Vera in it. You go, you go and answer oh. the door and I'll um, tidy you up round here. Well, I'll have to go downstairs and get a great... Here's an outside broadcast I recorded last week. Pat said he wouldn't let me play it on the show, but he's not here to stop me, so here goes. Enjoy. Today, I thought I would bring you to the wonderful and very interesting Butterfly World in Preston Park. Butterfly World is a very unique environment for the breeding, growth and development of butterflies and moths. So now, I'm going to take you on a journey of discovery into the wonderful and colourful world that is Butterfly World. Right, we're going in. The first thing you notice, of course, the heat and the humidity. Very sticky. In fact, you could easily become too warm if you were elderly or frail. The chances of rash or chafing around the inner thigh is probably very high, I would guess, considering the heat and humidity. Now, here we are, monarch butterfly, and it has a lovely autumnal look with golden brown and yellow ochre dots. It's a lovely creature, Pat, although, to be fair, its face is quite disturbing. It's almost got a look of disdain on it, as if to say, I'm better than you, because I'm a monarch flying around saying to all the other butterflies, I am your king, thinking it's better than everyone else. Oh, the next butterfly is beautiful, Pat. It's called the Blue Morpho. A very easy to spot since their enormous bright blue wings stretch nearly eight inches across, Pat. Imagine that, an eight-inch butterfly. They appear almost invisible when they take off due to the dark brown and blue colours intertwining together. So not only are they massive and scary, but they're invisible. I reckon if they grow any bigger, they might have a go at a rabbit or a small child. So on that basis, I really wouldn't recommend you bring any small relatives, such as a small frail grandmother, that could be at risk of being taken by a man-eating butterfly like the Blue Morpho. Right, on to the next one. This is horrendous. The next and most beautiful butterfly, in my opinion, is the wonderfully named Wallace's Golden Birdwing. Now, the Wallace's Golden Birdwing can only be seen in northern Malaku, Indonesia. The male has black wings with yellow costal bands and the females are larger than the males with brown wings marked with yellow lines. On closer inspection, this one has a very bulbous body. It's 
quite off-putting, in fact. They ought to be ashamed of themselves gorging on nectar sitting around getting obese. Oh, and here's Peter. Peter works at Butterfly World and has agreed to show us a very special treat that general public never see. Peter says there's only four in captivity and three of them are in South America. So it's a very rare privilege. What we have to do is go into a private area away from the public and this butterfly has its own enclosure which is just big enough for one person to fit in. Peter's going round the back to switch the low level light on and there she is, the beautiful Jamaican giant swallowtail. It's a riot of black and most beautiful yellow with tiny flecks of azure blue. This cage is only big enough for one person, so I'm going to go in. I'm going to be very quiet now. What a real pleasure and privilege it is. The butterfly, ladies and gentlemen, is literally a few inches from me on a branch. Now, I understand from Peter that the foliage has to be imported from the Caribbean. It's a large butterfly with a wingspan of seven inches or so and a huge head. It's beady eyes staring out at me. Oh, there it is fluttering its wings like a cooling breeze. I can feel the breath of its wings on my cheeks. Oh, oh, look, it's flying above me and circling now like it's looking for somewhere to land. Oh, it's gone. Oh no, I can feel it on my head. Peter, what do I do? Get it off. Get it off on my head. Oh Jesus Christ, it's got you on my cheek. Gone on my cheek. I'm blind. I'm covering my eyes. Get it off, Peter. Get it off. Get it off. It's on the floor. It's on the floor. Dirty grip. No, God. Oh, it's dead. Oh. Well, Pat, that could have gone better. Peter's sat in the corner vomiting in shock. The ambulance is on his way for him. The butterflies in about 27 pieces scattered around me, so there's no hope for that. It only remains for me to say back to the studio. Thanks, Pat. Bye. Oh, Clive, that was a faff. Where is she, Pat? Where have you put her? Dumped her in the greenhouse. It's a warm day, Pat. Are you sure? Have you left her a drink? Well, she can just have a drink from the watering can, Clive. I know, I left a flask of bovril in there two days ago when I went in there in a huff. Nice. She'll be all right. She'll be all right. There's tomatoes to nibble on. She better not be nibbling on my cherry tomatoes, Clive. Well, I don't think she'll be able to suck hard enough to break the skin, Pat. And if it is, it'll just be... She'll be sucking seed. I bet she hasn't sucked seed since 1939, Clive. Pat, man, you know what I meant. I meant tomato seed, not the seed of young soldiers going off to war. Have some respect, Pat. Please stop your stupid humming. That's not humming, Clive, it's during. Well, during humming, what is it? It's not even a real tune. It is, it's this morning theme tune, Clive. <gasps> How can you say that? Well, I don't watch morning television. I'm normally studying... Hang on, Clive, Clive, it's just over here on the left-hand side. All right, all right, let's park up. Mirror, signal... Number, number 16, quick, come on, pull all over. Right, I've got all right, so mirror, excited. Mirror, signal, indicator. All right, all right, all right, I've stopped. Mirror, signal, what are you doing? It's a country lane, Clive. I've stopped, all right, I've stopped. Got to do it. It's the highway code. It's a long walk up the drive, Clive. Can I take my walkie-talkie yes, with me? Yes, take your walkie-talkie. Remember, ring the bell. Mr Dickinson answers. Hello, Mr Dickinson. May I have your autograph? I'm a big fan. Yes, of course you can, son. Autograph, autograph. Leave, leave, leave. 
No shenanigans, no messing about. You've got ten minutes. Ten minutes? Yes. Oh. Okay, right, I'll see you in a minute. All right, bye. Testicle, testicle, testing, Clive. <laughs> Pat, please, keep the airwaves clean. Okay, I'm just walking up, but it's a bloody long way, Clive. He must be well loaded. Well, he is. He's a very successful man. It's amazing he sold all that tap and he's made and he's got a house like this, Clive. Yeah, well, television's very good for that sort of thing. You make plenty of money in television. Hang on, Clive. I'm just climbing on the gate. What are you doing? What are you doing? Hang on, Clive. Hang on, could it? I'm just, hang on, I just put the walkie talkie in my top pocket. Hang on. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh I've caught my knackers, Clive. Oh, hang on, hang on. And, oh, I'm over the other side, Clive. Well, what are you doing? Remember, ring, ring, ring. Answer the door, Mr. Dickinson, autograph back. Yeah, but he won't answer. I just thought I'd, I'd go, like, maybe go through the kitchen door or something. Hang on. I'm just, I'm just oh. going. Clive. Clive! What? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm in David Dickinson's garden, Clive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in his garden, Clive. You're supposed to be, Pat. You're supposed to be knocking on the door, politely asking for an autograph. Now, what you're doing hang now on, is illegal. Hang on, hang on. His washing line's out. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Clive, a pair of his pants are on there. Got George for Asda on them and they're big and white. I'm having a pair, I'm having a pair, Clive. I'm taking it. Oh, Clive, Clive. There's oh, little brown sort of marks on it at the back. He's dirty bugger. Um, he's filthy. He's got a mucky bum. David Dickinson's got a mucky bum. I'm not, I'm not party to this, Pat. This is an illegal entry into David Dickinson's private entrance. <laughs> oh, Clive, this is great. Hang on. <gasps> Clive, 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 can you hear me? Yes. Clive, I can see David Dickinson in his bedroom. Clive, he, he's naked, Clive. He's bending over, Clive, and Clive, I can see his stink. He's now pouring, like, talcum powder on, on, on his bits. His wife's coming and... Oh, Clive. She's spanking him. He must have been naughty. He must have got talcum powder on the floor or something. Clive, she's got, like, this ping-pong bat, and she's just slapping his bare bottom... He must have been very naughty, mustn't he, Clive? Hang on, I'm just, I'm just taking a picture, a picture on my phone. Hang on. Oh shit, it's got a flash on it. Oh, they saw it, Clive. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I am. Oh my god, the Clive, the dogs are coming. Oh, Clive. Oh, oh my, it's, it's. No, oh, I don't know what to do, Clive. David's coming down. David's the sound. All the lights have come on. The alarm's come off. David's coming down. I can see David through the glass. David's running towards me, Clive. He's naked. Oh my! What a bobby dazzler. He's quite big, Clive. Quick, come and get me. Get us. I don't know what to do. He's running towards me. He's running towards me. Oh, David, get off! Get. He's on. He's on me, Clive. He's on me. He's, 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 oh God, he's all the way over me. Oh, 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 God, he's really resisting my mouth. Oh, I'm a, Mr. Dickinson, I've loved you on Bargain Hunt, but get off me. Oh, I've knocked him out, Clive. Please, please, please. 
Wow, the lobster's standing here wanking, Clive. Go, 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 Clive. Quick, quick. Pat, it's 30 mile an hour. That's the speed limit. It's there for a reason. It's a maximum speed limit, not a minimum speed limit. Clive, the roses are behind us, Clive. Look! I'm off! Sing, stop the car! I'm getting out! He did it! It's him! It's him! It's him! He went and did it! Oh, balls. a bit intellectually speaking in light of the BBC publishing their on-screen talent salaries and the subsequent public debate about what celebrity means and the moral implications today we're asked whether the rise of celebrities coincided with the loss of real heroes and that celebrity is a perfect accompaniment to modern social life as they are both fictionalized entities most of our social lives being carried out online behind the filters of selfies and the perfectly photographed luncheons. Celebrity fits into this worldview perfectly. So, Pat, where do you stand on this moral question about celebrity in modern society? It's a very good question, Clive. Do, do you think, like, Lorraine Kelly does big fat turds or do you think she does tiny little, little ones that are like chicken nuggets? Well, thanks, Pat, for that really brilliant insight into this important question. Thank goodness I've thought about this. And on the telephone, live from the Vatican, we have Sister Mary O'Malley. Now, Sister Mary has a postgraduate doctorate in morality in the 20th century and has helped formulate several papal bulls on morality in modern society for the last four popes. Sister Mary, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sister Mary, I know we haven't got a lot of time with you today, so I'll get straight to my question. What do you think is the biggest impact or threat to mankind because of the perceived decline in morality and the associated rise in celebrity in the Western world? Greg Wallace is a total cunt. Well, that went marvellously, didn't it, Pat? Clive... Yes, Pat, what do you want? I never got a chance to ask Sister Mary for forgiveness. Well, what did you do, Pat? What do you need forgiveness for? I regularly and inappropriately used to touch my neighbour's cat between 1983 and 1989. Well, thanks for that vivid memory, Pat. That'll stay with me for a while, like. And now, Cat Stevens with Morning Has Broken. Morning has broken like the first morning Blackbird has spoken Like the first bird Praise for the singing Praise for the morning <laughs> I like Sister Mary Clive. We can have her back on again. She's funny. Unlike you, Clive, in your boring segments. That's not boring, Pat. That's educational and informative. Like all my encyclopedias, take, for instance, my health and my medical encyclopedias. Very useful. Mm, Clive, if, if that's the case, can you 
can you like check my belly button? Like when I stick my finger in there and put it out, it really stinks. Pat, that's just bad personal hygiene. Nothing to do with medical encyclopedias. It smells of Marmite. Yeah, again, try showering and soap. I'll prove it to you, right? Like, I'll ring my friend Julie who's feeling under the weather. I'll be at the diagnoser within two minutes. Hello, Julie, it's Clive Sutcliffe. Oh, hi, Clive. Pat, this is the lady I was talking about. Hi, Julie. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, thanks anyway. Clive's taking over a little bit. Well, what it is, Julie's not feeling very well, are you, Julie? No, this is kind of uh, quite poorly, and I know that you kind of, you you know quite a lot about medicine, and I I thought maybe you could just kind of help me, really, I suppose. We'll certainly try. Um, I've got my encyclopedia of tropical Mm -hmm. diseases here, so hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll help you. Right, can you tell me whether you've had a headache lately, Julie. Yeah, yeah, I have been having headaches, actually. Right. Yeah, and, I have. And what about a fever? Yeah, I have had a raised temperature as well. Hmm? Oh, right. Do you know if your lymph nodes have been swollen? Well, I don't know what they're normally like. I yeah, they might be a little... Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it sounds like you've got Chagas disease, Julie. What? Chagas disease. It's spread to humans and other mammals by a blood-sucking kissing bug from South what? America. You have been what? to South America, Julie, haven't you? No. No, I haven't been to South America. Oh, well, you haven't, got, you haven't got Chagas disease then. Sorry about that. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's all right. It's all right. We're, we're, we're clear. <gasps> language, Julie. Language. Please. What would Jesus do? Now, listen, do you... Let's go back onto it then, because obviously you're not very yeah. well and we want to get to the bottom of it. Are you OK, Julie? Well, yeah, I'm just kind of rather anxious. I, I want to know what's wrong with me. Well, Clive will, will do his best to find out. I'm sure it's nothing to worry about. Right. Have you had any respiratory tract problems in the last 48 hours? I'm a bit wheezy. Wheezy. I mean, I'm a bit chesty, yeah. Yeah. Have you been <sighs> coughing up dark brown, green globules of phlegm? Some phlegm issues, yeah. Yeah. Have you been in contact with anyone with a bad cough or, or fluid running from the yeah, nose freely? Yeah, G- Gina next door, she's got a terrible cough. Oh, dear. My next-door neighbour. Right. Um, and I, I went round to her house yesterday for, for coffee. Oh, uh, dear. Did, did, does she, does she, uh, did she cough in your face at all? Um, well, she was coughing. I mean, well, yeah, I was, being, I was quite close to her when she was coughing. Mm. Do you think that she might have coughed all over over, all over the biscuits, Julie? Oh, Christ. Yeah, she had the, did cough over the pink wafer. There were marks on the pink wafers. I, I thought it was just kind of maybe some pistachios or something, but... Oh, I could gobble a pink wafer right now. Right, can we get just get back to this, please, Pat? Thank <laughs> you very much. Right, now, listen. Have you had any discoloured patches on your skin where it's numb? Well, yeah, I've got... I fell over a, a month ago and it's still a bit numb on there and... I've got a kind of freckles. I mean, is that a discoloration, would you say? Yeah, it sounds like uh, it. Oh, Julie, no. Julie. I'm absolutely... Yeah, what? I'm absolutely gutted for you, love. What? I think you've got Hansen's disease. Mm. We, it doesn't sound too bad, does it? Well, it doesn't like that. That's why I've used it. But normally it's called oh. it's called leprosy, love. I'm sorry about that. Untreated, it's fairly nasty. Um, now, the problem is, of course, do you do a lot of typing on the computer? Yeah, well, you you won't be doing much of that because one of the symptoms is you start losing digits after about three weeks. 
But of course, that pales in insignificance when you realise that you get a lot of facial disfigurement, such as your loss of nose and ears. Oh, God. I know, oh, God. I know, I know. And of course, you won't be able to tell anyone because your lips will go as well. It's, I know it's, it's not good, is it? So you're gonna look, you're gonna look a right, you're gonna look a right state, unfortunately. Well, good luck, Julie. We, we wish you all the best. Thanks, Julie. Bye. Oh God, that was dreadful. Poor Julie. It certainly was dreadful, Clive. It was on, it was, it was verging on boring. I don't know if we'll have any listeners left. <laughs> Though it would be, fu- <laughs> it would be funny though, Clive. If Julie took a selfie after her face fell off. <laughs> That's awful thing to say. Awful thing uh, to say, Pat. Oh, God, Dame Vera. What? Oh, God, I can see her sweat. I can see her sweating in the greenhouse. Well, you better go and get her. Oh, God, OK, one sec. Right, well, you, while you've gone, I'll read some facts out, OK? Oh, riveting. Dame Vera Margarine Lynn was born on the 20th of March, 1817 making her over 200 years old. She's widely known as the Force's Sweet Cheeks and is an English singer of popular songs. She made her recordings and performances though very popular during the Second World War where she gave outdoor concerts for the troops and private indoor performances for chocolates and stockings. This, however, has never been proven. Back to you, Pat. Oh, it took her ages to pull her up the stairs, Clive. What are we supposed to be doing with her? Well, I rang her agent and said if she sang one of her hits, you'd give her 50 quid for her foundation. <sighs> Bugger that, Clive. Well, look, let, let's just get her to sing and we'll negotiate afterwards. OK. Right, ladies, oh, Clive, she's fast asleep. Well, give her a gentle nudge. You know, try and wake her gently. OK, hang on. Dame Vera. Oh, oh God. Pat, you've knocked a wig off. It's in the cat litter. Well, oh, I'm not touching it. Can you get it? Well, just just get it. Oh. Pick it up. Clive, there's a poo on it. Right, well, just put the wig back on her head. Ignore the cat poo. Oh. Makes her smell better anyway, Clive. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Dame Vera Lynn, I can't believe my luck, <laughs> singing We'll Meet Again, Take it away, Dame Vera. Oh, Clive, she's on the floor. What do we do? Well, give her mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, man. Do I have to? Yeah, I can't bend down. I've got a bad back. Okay, hang on. Yuck, Clive. Her mouth tastes like pedigree chum. Oh, God, Pat. No, not with your tongues, man. Oh, sorry. What do we do next? Try CPR. You know CPR? Yeah, I've seen it on Casualty. Hang on. Right. Do it to the ch- do it to the rhythm yeah. of the BG staying alive. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, staying alive, staying alive. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, God, Pat, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, oh, oh God. I, I'm, I'm, I think I best check her pulse. 
Oh, no, Pat, not there, man. Come on, Clive, let's move, or I don't think my mum will be happy if there's a dead Vera Lynn in her bedroom. <gasps> right, come on, then, let's take her downstairs. See how she is, then. OK, I'll g- uh, what shall I grab, Clive? You grab a leg end, and I'll grab a head I, end. Oh, right. Oh. Okay, OK, oh, oh come back. on. Oh. Right, oh, let's oh. move her down here. Let's oh. move her down to the porch. Oh, thank God for that. We're at the... F- Top of the stairs. Let's just have a little rest. I'll go and get a wig, Clive. Oh. No, Pat, don't let go. Oh, God. Ow, Pat. She's fallen. She's... Oh, God, poor Vera Lynn. She's... Oh, she's at funny angles. Oh, dear me. Oh, forgive me. Oh, God. Clive! Clive! Pat! What's happened? Well, you left to pick a wig up and I've... She slipped out my sweaty hands. I'm all nervous. Oh, God. I'm coming down. All right, thanks, Pat. Pat, watch out for Vera's false teeth. Oh, no, her teeth, man. What have you done? Pat, look at her. She's laid at the bottom of stairs. She could be dead. I think we're going to have to ring the emergency services. It's it's that seat. Oh, Clive. Clive, look. Look. She's coming too. She, she's, look at her, Clive. She's lifting up her right arm, right up above her head. Hail Hitler! We'll meet again. Don't know where. Don't know where. But I know we'll meet again. Some sunny day. Thank goodness she's going to be okay. The paramedic says she's going to be fine. Thank goodness for that, Clive. I know it's a, it's good luck more than anything else, mind. But I think that's all we've got time for on our podcast, isn't it? It is. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, 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 oh Clive. Can you hear the police siren, Clive? Oh, 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 why do we need the police, Pat? The Dame Virulin's on the men. She's off to hospital. I know, Clive. I told them that you pushed her down the stairs. <laughs> oh, balls. <laughs>